0: to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I'm telling you, it's a good time to be alive. Thank God. Thank God. All right. We've been talking about revival, about how you should be living in revival right now in your life. We're not waiting on it, although it's going to intensify and increase, but you can walk in revival every single day, and revival is basically no more than giving life. In other words, you should be giving life to those people who are around you. You have an opportunity to give them life. Sometimes it only takes a smile to give somebody life. I mean, whatever you do in the positive realm will help in this day and age we're living in because there's a lot of people all messed up right now at this point. They're depressed, they're down and out, and we are supposed to be the light of the... And we are also the salt of the... So let's be salty and let's be lighty, praise God. (laughs) Don't get me gone this morning, praise God. Still a little bit hungover from last week, so don't start this morning, praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Take your Bibles, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Oh, I love it. I got the giggles last week. I couldn't stop. (laughs) Glory. It's better to be happy than sad, I found out. I've discovered that now. Got there at that point. Praise God. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Are you there? Yes. All right, let's look at verse 17. Gonna to try to keep you living in revival, walking in a life giving attitude. Basically Second Corinthians chapter five, look at verse seventeen, very familiar scripture to this church. Therefore, if any man or woman be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are behold, all things have become and all things are of who? Notice all things are of God. This is a very important scripture for the fact that it broke me out of religion. How I many of you know that some of us grew up in religion, some of us still have some of that residue on the inside of us? The best revival killer you can find is religion. I, don't, I think it rates above persecution, because persecution, you know you're getting persecuted, but religion, you can get caught into it, not understand that you're losing life every day to a religious thing, and not understand that you can walk in revival 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So the more revival and the more, the more understanding and revelation you get from being a new creation, say, I am, I am. a new creation. And now we're talking about a spirit, aren't we? Because we are a spirit. We, we have a soul. We live in a physical body. So the day that you got born again or came in the kingdom of God, you were a spirit being. And at that very day and second, you became a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. About 90% of the church don't need this, don't understand this. That's why they're all messed up right now. Somebody said something about identity this morning. It's the truth. What you identify with, you will have in this life. Amen. Amen. Whatever identity you take, or you take on an identity of poverty, you might as well just get ready. Because you're going to live in poverty. You want to take an identity, I'm just a sinner side by grace. You're going to be fighting sin your whole life, basically. Because it's due to the identity that you have. You're a spirit being. And whatever your identity is, that you believe on the inside. If you believe you're rich, watch out. You're going to end up rich. Can't help it. If you believe you're healed, it's too bad. You're not going to get sick anymore. So what we need to do is change our identity away like the world's trying to do to many people right now because it's messing people up, but we have the opportunity basically to walk in the identity that God gave us as a new creature. Say, I am am a new creation. Now when I got first I got saved I was still in religion how many you know we all are we were born in religion so all I had was after I got born again I went to the leaders and they said well you got to do this and you can't do that and you got to do this and you can't do that and this day you got to do this and that day you can't do that and how many know I tried and tried and tried and tried <laughs> to do all that stuff and the more I tried to do it the more I failed yeah. You just got to be good well that's great but I'm bad how am I going to be good if I'm bad See, so I was all messed up, and I tried in religion, and the more I tried in religion, the more I, I lost as fellowship and the presence of God in my life, and I had to come to an understanding that what happened to me as a new creation really has little to do with do's and don'ts. Basically, it has to do with what he's already done, right. what he's already provided for me, what he changed me into. So as a new creature, I found out that it basically was a life of discovering who I'd already been made. It wasn't necessarily recovering. It wasn't necessarily doing good. It was just understanding what he did for me and provided for me. And then when I started to identify with that, I started to live in that. And a new creation person is one who's living in revival every single day. They're out there because they're alive. It's easier to keep people alive when you're alive. As a matter of fact, when you're dead, you don't even want to run into an alive person because they bug you. Oh, I just ain't doing good. Well, praise the Lord, I'm doing great. <laughs> I don't want to hear that crap. I want to hear how bad you're doing. Yeah. I don't want to hear good and God God is good. Oh, geez. Maybe for you, sure you're not good for me. And why is that? Because the lo- revival life on the inside of us has gone somewhere. And basically, we're now in a victim mentality rather than a victor mentality. We're no longer the head, we're the tail. And we're associating with it and living that in our life. That's where depression comes from. See, when I found out I started identifying with the things of God, as I identified with them, I found out I could live beyond the natural realm and start controlling spiritual things in my life, including spiritual beings. Yeah, there's spiritual beings out there. People don't think there is, but there are, praise God. There's devils out there. There's angels out there. There's all kind of things. But you are the one, basically, who has authority in that realm once you're born into the kingdom of God. So I had to take a part to where, basically, I knew I was a spirit, and I I started seeing myself through the word of God. Say, through the word of God. Through the word of God as something that was a destructive force to the kingdom of darkness. In other words, when I'd wake up in the morning, I'd imagine him saying, oh, no, he's up again. Wouldn't you like to hear that every morning? You, oh, and you hear old devil goes, oh, he's up again. You say that's right. Praise God! Here I come. Take them sheets off. Here I come. Bless God. That's right. And they go, Shh, thank God he's asleep. Let's do some damage while he's sleeping. Yeah, well, that should be our attitude. Come on now. We're more than conquerors. We have victory in every area of our life. The devil's been defeated. He spoiled principalities and powers, made a show of them, open traveling over them. The devil's already been defeated, and we need to walk like people who are victors rather than people who are defeated all the time. And the only reason why they're defeated is because they're identifying with a defeatist mentality. Right. Mm-hmm. See? People are depressed, want to talk about their depression. They want to tell everybody they're depressed so they get patted on the back. A pat on the back ain't going to help you. Just coming up out of that and identifying with who you really are, praise God. That's what makes the difference. So as we read the scriptures and we find out God's way. Amen. How many of you know that? That's right. Glory to God. Let me just digress here. It's coming to me. Go to Second Peter chapter 3. Something coming up in me. We got to go to it then. Second Peter, go to chapter 1. All right, are you there? Yes. All right, let's just start in verse 3. It says, according as God's divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now this scripture set me free. I'm telling you what, look what it says here. I don't escape corruptions in the world by fighting against sin, fighting against my lying, fighting against my drinking, fighting against my addiction. You don't get out of it that way, praise God. You can't do it. You ain't got enough willpower to do it. You may get out of it for two days, and then you'll go right back into it. Then you'll get out for two days, and you'll go right back into it. So he said, here's the deal. He's already given us everything that pertains to this life and also living a godly lifestyle. So I don't really need anything from God anymore. What do I need? It says here, what did he do? He gave us his precious promises. So by according to these, I can take on the divine nature. How many know that's God's nature? You know, so you can take on a nature that when whatever you see Father God doing, you do. The Bible says you're born of God. You're a child of God. How many know a child watches their parent and does exactly the same thing? That's why you got to be careful as a parent. Because they do the same thing. So funny, we had the kids three days this week, and basically, uh, Cashy will be playing with something, and Talon wants it, and she's pulling away, and and Brandy will say, two minutes, Talon. Let him play with just two minutes, and then you can have it. So then the next day, they're playing, and she's got some food, and she's eating it, and she said, give some to Cashy, and she says, two minutes. (laughs) Now, where did she get that? Come on, where did she get that? In Two minutes. Because she was taught that. Come on. And that's the same way it is. If God says be healed, then let's. If God says you're more than a cocker, let's be. If God says you can do all things and let's. So we just want to be like daddy. We're born in the image and likeness of God. We're sons of the living God. We're born of his. And notice you've got your divine nature. Now, how am I going to take part in a divine nature? Am I going to fight sin? And Am I going to fight all the wrong I'm doing? And the thing is, you keep doing that. You get more guilty every single time you fail, which is every single time you try. So what am I going to do? If I can just believe the precious promises, I will escape the lust and corruption that was in my life. So the, the kingdom life and the revival life is about believing, not about you doing, because you won't do till you believe. But if you wait till you do to believe, come on, are you getting this? Yeah. Well, as soon as I, as soon as I lose the urge to quit smoking, I'll quit smoking. Well, just wait a while. And 30 years later, I'm breaking through. <laughs> oh. And I'm not against smoking. I'm just saying you can take anything you want. You can take alcohol, which I was in, or anything else that goes on. You get rid of that by understanding that I am not an alcoholic. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm not a liar. I tell the truth, even when it's my birthday. <laughs> I just had I'm sorry, I had to do that. I was just there for the grabbing, and I had to go for it. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Yeah, I'm not a loser. I'm not poor. I'm not down and out. I'm never going to make. There is no wrong side of the tracks in the kingdom of God. That's another, I was born on the wrong side of the tracks. We'll get born again on the right side. Because once you get born again, you're on the right side of the tracks. The Bible says you can grow up with your authority into a place to live like a son of God. God, that's interesting. Son of God. That means whatever I see Daddy doing, I can do that means it's his nature's like that my nature's like this so I'm going to take on even in the midst of fighting lying I'm going to say that I always speak the truth and I'm going to walk in that even in the midst of being an alcoholic I'm going to say I've been delivered from alcohol I'm no longer an alcoholic even while I'm taking the sip I'm not an alcoholic anymore I've been I've been delivered praise God and about you do that about a week and pretty soon you'll have no appetite for alcohol anymore. You've escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust because I'm now believing the precious promises of who he told I was and I'm taking on the divine. How many know that God's not struggling with anything right now? He's not saying, oh, I'm, the God, I, I'm a God of truth, I can't lie today. I'd sure like to, but I'm not going to do it. No, he doesn't do that. So we're taking on the divine nature of God. We're becoming sons of God. Say sons of God. Amen. Now, what does the son of God do? He continually goes around and f- enforces the defeat of the devil in people's life. How do you do that? You give them life. When you give them life, death goes. See, everything's a substitution in the kingdom of God. It's not fighting, it's not us doing it, it's not anybody else. Whatever you do, if you come in here and it's dark in the morning, how many of you do? Know you can stand here and command darkness to go, you can speak for darkness to go, you can do whatever. Or you can just go turn on the switch. Amen. When we turn on the switch, light comes in, and guess where darkness goes. Oh. Who cares? It It's the same way. Now I'm going to take on the, 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 the rule that I'm a victorious, then the loser mentality is going to just naturally it's got to go. They can't coexist oh, together. You're not a hybrid. See, you're one or the other. And the more the word of God shows you who you are, the more victorious he shows you, the more powerful he shows you, the more anointed you believe you are with the anointing of God. All this other stuff, just le- it doesn't have a choice. It has to leave your life. It has to go. So it's taking on what God has done, not getting rid of what we're doing. And religion teaches you to get rid of what you're doing, and then you live in guilt and condemnation your whole life because you continue to fail. How I many know when you fail, that does It doesn't feel very good, does it? So what's he doing? He say we're sons of God, praise God. We've grown up into this place. We're starting to get aware. Jesus said it's a father in me. He does the... So he was relating to the father, living in him, God's nature being on the inside of him. So this revival spirit is a son of God spirit. It's a spirit that constantly brings life. Can I say this? It naturally brings spiritual life. I mean, you're not trying to do it. You just do it. You're just happy, so you do it. You just do it. It's just something you... Do guy fell down last Tuesday? We were playing basketball down at the beach, and he rolled over his hand, and his hand—I mean—started swelling up like crazy right off the bat. So I naturally walked over, and guess what I did? Great. How many of you know? Everybody there was going. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it because I had to. I didn't do it because God spoke to me. I did it because it was the supernatural, natural thing to do. Basically, it's just—it's what, what we do. It's what, why do you do that? Because it's what we do. How do you do? That? How come you're always positive? It's what we do. Yeah. How come you're always happy? It's what we do. We do happy, praise God. We don't do sad, glory to God. See, it becomes natural on the inside of us to do these things because our nature has been changed. God's not up there in depression and weeping over the stupid stuff we do. He's trying to get us out of the stupid stuff by believing him of who we are and getting free of that kind of stuff. So become sons and daughters of God. So what's God's purpose? Once you get in the kingdom, if you get born again, the spirit of God, how many know where he is? He's on the inside of He goes to work to lead you and guide you into all? Truth truth not only about God but about about me, leading and guiding me to truth and all about me. So here's God the rest of your life. He's trying to bring the divine ability on the inside of you out of you. He's trying to bring the mountain mover who's in you out of you. He's trying to bring the water walker who's on the inside of you out of you. He's trying to bring the call of God in your life who's on the inside out of you. But it only comes out of you when you're in the Word of God and God can minister to you with the Word. If you're in the words of the world, you're going to live like the world because you're going to identify with the world. Everybody says, the world's in such sad shape. Well, is it? Not at my house. <laughs> well, somebody got stabbed in Michigan yesterday. I'm not in Michigan. and I don't care if it was next door, praise God. Come on, we've got to come out of that mentality of fear and doubt and unbelief and understand what's on the inside of us. God wants to do it. So basically, what's on the inside of it, you don't really have to obtain it. You don't have to fight to get it. You just have to discover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? We have this treasure in an earthen vessel and this treasure is you but the problem is it's closed and it's locked and you can't get in there so you're living like all this out here holy ghost comes in there and just starts with the keys of the kingdom oh that's good that was good it? unlocks it and all these things start coming out of the inside of you who you are what god has called you to do what he's made you to do your purpose and plan for your life is on the inside of you and this started coming out and pretty soon you won't just have life but you'll have life more You won't just be saved, but you're going to come into the knowledge of the truth. What is it? It's another step, isn't it? So you can get saved, live your whole life, and just live in misery, and and everybody sings songs about can't wait till I go to heaven, then everything will be all right, and then I'll have some power, and then I'll have some. Or you can might as well live it down here. Come on depending on when you got saved, you got saved at 20, don't live in hell until you're 90, for goodness sakes. Start walking in the things of God and allow what's on the inside of you to do it. So one of the main keys is once we're born again, we have got to know who we are and what our divine rights are in the kingdom of God simply because we're a citizen. Yes. Not because how you feel that day. That's right. You're a citizen. You're an American citizen tomorrow. I don't care if you wake up and feel terrible. You're still an American citizen. You still have all the rights to live in America. It's the same way in the kingdom of God. Once we get in the kingdom of God, every divine right that you have from walking in health, from walking in peace, from walking in joy, from walking in power, from walking in all things, belong to each and every one of us. And we want to take those privileges and live in those privileges. And if you can do that, you're going to live so far above the people you're running around with right now that you're going to have to be a light. You're going to have to be some salt for them. And that's why in the kingdom of God, everybody's got the same opportunity because everybody's got the same ghost on the inside. So you didn't get part of the ghost, some of the ghost. He's not the old Holy Ghost. He's still the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. So a situation comes, uh, you come under attack, your little boy has a fever, you can react two ways as a kingdom citizen. You can rebuke it, cast the thing out, or you can rush him to the emergency room, give him every kind of drug they want, and there's nothing wrong with that if it's going to work for you, do you see? But they both have the same on the inside. Why is one acting one way and one acting the other way? Some tragedy hits your life. What are you, you going to do? Somebody praises God through the whole thing. Somebody panics and about falls out of depression and falls down and can't even get up again. What's the difference? It has nothing to do with God. Because God has already given you on the inside everything that you will need for life and for godliness and the divine nature. And everything that you need is already on the inside of Hallelujah. All right, go to Philippians chapter 1. There's a lot of pregnancies in the church, and people have been pregnant a long time. It's time maybe to give a little birth. All right, Philippians chapter 1, just look at verse 6. It says, I'm very confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work, a good work, oh, God's working on me, he's working on me. He wrecked my truck, burned down my house, stole all my money. He's a-working on me, and I'm just a-growing and a-growing and a-growing. Notice, where is he working? In me. In me. He's working in you. A good work in you will perform it until the day of who? Till Jesus comes back. Okay, go to chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God which works where? In, me. in you. In you both to will and to do whose good pleasure? Yes. Now that really messes up your prayer life, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> because you've been praying for your pleasure the whole time. And he had not been giving it to you because he's more interested in his pleasure. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem fair, does it? No. Notice God's working in you. He's working in you. The work's being done in you. It's not being done out here. Are you running into circumstances, situations? Yes, but if the work hasn't been done in you, you're going to have a lot of trouble through those situations and circumstances, but he's been working in you. It doesn't matter what happens out here because you're still going to walk in peace and joy and all these things. Say, God is working, God is working. in me. In me. In now, what's he doing in you? He's trying to bring the champion oh, yes. who he recreated out of the inside of you. There's a champion in there. There's a victor in there. There's a powerful being on the inside of you. So what's God want to do, work of all? Notice what he tells you exactly what he's going to do. Look at verse 13. For it is God which works in you both to will and to do his own good pleasure. So the first thing God does when he comes in, he starts to change your desires. How many noticed that when he got saved? Yeah. I had a desire to go to the bar. Now I got a desire to go to church. I had a desire to cuss, now i got a desire to preach. I had a desire to drink, and I still got a desire to drink, but it's a different kind of drink. See, all these things were changed instantly because God was at work in me, and he was changing the desires that were on the inside of me. I had no desire to pastor. I had no desire to preach. I had no desire to help anybody else. It was help me. Me, my, and I, praise God. That's what it was all about. What can you do for That's what it was, the whole thing. But all at once, there's a miracle that takes place in your life right off the bat. And all at once, you start not going along with those things anymore. There's a change that God does. So God wants to put a desire in you. He wants to do his will in you. He wants to reveal his will in you. But notice, he also wants you, according to this, to do. Say "to to do. Now, this is perfect. Not only does he put a desire in you to do things, but he gives you the ability to do them. Thank God. That's why you have so many pregnancies that end up in abortions because people know what they're supposed to do. They do them, but then rely on their own energy to do it, and they can't do it because you can't do it. It's God who gave you the desires to do things, but also he gave you, aren't you glad? Yeah. He gave you the ability to do whatever he's called you to do that's on the inside of you. He will give you the anointing and the power to do those things. Yeah. So when God came to me and said, you, I will just start preaching the word. As soon as I started reading the word, revelation didn't, book didn't mean nothing to me before that. Pick up the book, revelation just started flowing why because he called me to do something i said okay and as soon as i said okay he started giving me the divine ability in other words you open up this book well here comes revelation here a new creation god i never saw the old oh, things of pastor oh, righteousness of god that's me praise god i said but, oh my god i'm a born to conquer i'm not a loser anymore i can go to not miss church on sunday and not go to hell this is getting great in here praise god <laughs> see because all that stuff was ground into you yeah so you went to church And communion. Let's see who's here this morning. Uh-huh. And what I do, left, think I was going to heaven. Woo-wee. I paid the price. Me and Jesus. Jesus is on the cross, me and church. But it wasn't to do. It was to do God's will. That's what he's talking about, to do. So when I found out that I wanted to be pastor, and I'll tell you what, the first thing you do is you let that grow on the inside of you. Use the anointing to study the word. Use the anointing to grow in the word. I mean, you know, it's good to have something to preach if you're going to do it. And the thing is, you don't want to share it with somebody right away because the time you're really excited is when you get it. Do you ever notice that? When God speaks to you and you get it, you're really excited, and then it gives you 12 hours to think about it, and it's not so... (laughs) Not such, a, not such a great, maybe not such a great idea after all. And another 12 hours go by, and you think, boy, that was the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my life. Basically because you never committed to it. You never said the yes to it, so God can't back up your no. Right. Right. He can only back up your yes. So when I found man, I'm going to preach. Oh, praise God, I'm going to preach. And the first thing I did is ran out to Becky. Mistake. <laughs> See her yet? She's laying on the couch watching TV. Guess what, honey? What, dear? God has called me. Yes, He's called us all, honey. No, He's called me to preach. She says, You ain't even got a white collar. I said, If that's my only trouble, I can get one of them. No, why? Because in her mind, come on now, she never had time. So God says, And this is it if you catch fire for God, the last thing you want to do is push your spouse. going to run into trouble yeah. push your spouse into the holy ghost it don't work you just grow That's right. in the holy ghost and hopefully they'll see you happy when they're not see you kind when they're not see you patient when they're not and they're gonna say what the heck maybe she is doing something right or he's doing something right so you can't push them into it you just find out what you've got on the inside you and you grow in you you don't have to become king teacher yeah. everywhere And and even when you get out there and you start ministering, there are some people who want to be taught, and there are some people who don't want to be taught. And if you teach the ones, keep trying to teach the ones that don't want to, you'll lose some of your revival fire because doubts will come in and say, hey, you're not called for this. You can't teach anybody. You can't help anybody. Look, you don't have an anointing. This ain't working because all them voices will come in. But notice what he calls you to do. As soon as you say yes, what happens? The ability is there for you to do it. And now the whole thing is really God. God's the one who made you a new creation. God's the one who put the desire in. God's the one who gave you the ability to do his desire and his will. But now somebody's got to do it. Amen. But notice how he's going to do it. You hear people all the time, uh, well, I laid hands, and this one was healed, and that one was healed. And they said, oh, it was such a great service. The anointing was so strong. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was all God. Yeah. All God. No, it wasn't all God. It was all, I can do all things through who can do, God can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Is that what the scripture says? Yes. No. It says, I can, I, I can do all things. How? Through Christ. So you're putting your faith in the Christ in you, but you do it. My God. The church for years says, You've got a great call. God's got a purpose for so you. He's got a call. And then they said, But God's got all the power. Well, then how am I going to do it? How am I going to get revelation? How am I going to lay hands on the sick? If He's got all the power, and i got a desire to do it. And here's the thing. If you've got a desire to do it, and you say yes to it, God will give the ability to do it. People want to lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. If that desire is in your heart, which it probably is. I don't know which department of that treasure chest it's in, but it's in there somewhere. And when it's in there, and you say, yes, that's what I'm going to do, then the anointing goes to work, and you're going to find out when you lay hands on the sick, they actually See, but it takes your yes. It takes your, you want to cast out devils? You can cast out devils, but basically you step in there. It's already on the inside of you. The ability's there, and God gives us these desires, don't he? I mean, how many of you before you were born again walked around thinking about casting out devils? <laughs> <laughs> My God, you'd have had to say, come out, come out. <laughs> no, the desires weren't there, was it? Until you got born again, and you got the new nature, and God putting these desires on the inside of you. I never cared about loving others. I cared about everybody loving See, all those things switched, didn't they? And, I mean, if you don't renew your mind, if you don't let the desires grow on the inside of you, what God wants to do, then you're going to be a battle your whole life because now you're not only fighting your old nature, you're fighting God. That is a losing battle. And it's a terrible battle. (laughs) It's terrible. So, yeah, we want to agree with that. I'm the most patient man in the world. Why? Because I got the nature on the inside and I decided to be. So now who gives me the ability to do it? He does, don't me? I want to love everybody in the world, even the worst people ever. I want to love them. How many know that's in line with God's will, God's desire? Now, if I agree with that, see, then I have the ability. It's not me doing it. It's the ability of God on the inside of me through the anointing to do it. Nobody can do it in the natural. I'm just going to love everybody. Yeah, well, okay. We'll see how long that lasts. Noon. See, it don't last. We can't do it in willpower. We have to do it in God power. It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by the spirit of God. And where's the spirit of the Lord? Amen. He's on the inside of me. So I'm just going to agree with the word. We've been taught not to agree with the word if it did anything to make us look like anything because Jesus was everything. But you're a son of God just the way Jesus is. You were born of God and have the nature of God on the inside of you. Why can we not go ahead and claim that and walk in that and be that? It's the only way. The Bible says, as he is, so are we. Where? In this world. Oh, I thought that was after you died and went to heaven. Then you'd be like him. No, it's in this rotten world. That's where he needs you. You're not going to have anybody brought to salvation in heaven. Try to find a devil while you're up there. See? But, but they made us such losers that we love the songs that tell us we're going to die and go to heaven someday in the future. Or Jesus is coming back. Oh, Lord Jesus, come, come. Well, he's coming back for a bride that's already been holy and righteous, yeah. not to make one. Amen. That's good. That got quiet in here. <laughs> yeah, it belongs to each and every one of us. So that's who we are. We can identify with it. We can start walking in it. But every desire that's put on the inside of you, that little desire you pushed down years ago, that little desire that you dreamed about sometimes and thought that might be it. And you say, oh, I can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. That's the whole point. So basically by agreeing with it and going along with the desires and wills. And I tell you, the more you stay in the word of God, the more desires you'll have of God. And the more will you have of God, the more things you will have. All right, go to Psalm 37. Okay, Psalm 37. Look at verse 4. It says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your... Then you have to commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And you shall bring, for- bring forth thy righteousness as the light of and the judgment as the new day, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. All right, verse four, the number one thing you need to do is delight yourself in the Lord. Say, delight myself in the Lord. Now, how are you going to do that? You're going to delight yourself in the word because the Lord and the word are basically one. So I'm going to delight myself in the word. And what is he going to do? He's going to give me the Notice these desires came from God, didn't they? From the desires of my heart. Then commit my way to the Lord, trust in him. In other words, trust in him for the ability to do it, and he shall bring it to pass. Now, how is he going to bring it to pass? He's going to bring it to pass through you. That's why he puts the desire in there. If he was going to do it, there's no sense giving you the desire to do it. He might as well just do it. Right? Do it. God, do it. Do it. God, do it. No, and you get the desire in your heart, and it's there, and it's all there, and you have the ability. There's no sense praying and asking him to do it, because he gave you the desire and the ability so you would. So we get the desire and the ability, and we want him to do it, and he ain't going to do it, because he can only do it through you, and you don't want to do it because you think he's going to do it without you. But he's not going to do it without you. You're an ambassador here. You're from another country. Praise God. You've got an official office here. You're supposed to be spreading the kingdom of God here. That's who you are. You're not from here. You're from a different country. Praise God. So here it says you've got to trust in the Lord, commit your way to do it, and he shall bring it to pass. All right. One more. Two minutes. (laughs) Ephesians chapter three. (laughs) lost it that day. I'll tell you what. And I know you're not supposed to laugh at that stuff as a grandparent, but what are you going to do? While they're saying, that's not funny, you're going, (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was extremely funny. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's amazing. All right, Ephesians chapter 3, this says the same things. Look at verse 20. Now, unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now, how do you know who's it talking about here? Talking about God, ain't it? Now, unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think, according to the power from heaven. According to the power that's in God. According to the Spirit of God who's floating around. No, according to the power that's where? In us. It's in us. So now, what triggers this power on the inside of us is what we ask, that word there's also demand, and what we think. Yeah. So that means that we can limit Almighty God yeah, yeah. by the way we ask and by the way we see. If you think you're a loser, God can't do anything about it because He's not backing up Loserville. Right. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you see? He's not going to give the anointing to be a loser. You can do that without the anointing. See, poor, so sorry, so depressed, so mixed up, so wrong. All those things don't help you. But the power in you, when you start seeing yourself as a victor, you start seeing yourself with, a, with strength on the inside of you that, that, that nobody understands or nobody. When you see yourself laying hands on the sick and they recover, all these things are in the Bible. They're scriptural. So you're thinking these things. You're meditating upon these things day and night. And when you do, it starts to put you in a different spot, not God. It doesn't do anything for God. He understands what's going on. He's given you everything. You're not trying to get him to do something. He's trying to get you to do something. He's trying to get you to act on who he says you are and what you can do and the abilities that you have and the desires are on the inside. And we've all got different desires, don't we? So that's why we're a body. We've all got some got a desire to go into the prison. Some don't have a desire to go in the prison. Some have a desire to go here. Some have a desire to go there. Victoria has a desire to go pray. That's fine. We should all be praying, but, you know, to intercede for prayer, how many know that is a calling? That's a special calling. If you're not an intercessor and you try to pray three straight hours, you'll probably pass out and fall down. See? You, you You want to do that, but you don't have the ability in God to do it, so you try to do it physically, and you'll wish you never prayed for three straight hours after three straight hours. See, it's a calling, isn't it? That's why we have a body. Some people are intercessors. Some are teachers. Some are preachers. Some are different. Some are the anointing on Ben and, and Latasha are different than the anointing on me when they get up here behind the pulpit. Why is that? Because we need that. But they know what they're supposed to do, and that ability backs up what they're supposed to do. So she preaches with fire, and she, rep- she corrects you. She reprimands you. She- that's the ability that she has. Then I come and rub a little salve in your wounds the next day and make you feel a little bit better and make it work the next Sunday and you know, stitch up all the stitchings with the blood still coming out from the week before. And then... We- but do you see what I mean? That's the ability that God has given her and the way she does it to preach. People treat Patrick's more of a teacher, and this says this, and this says that. And look it up here and in Greek and in Hebrew and the Hebrew. Why is that? They're different. They're different anointings that are there that help everybody, but it's the anointing each and every one. There's an anointing for you to be a good mom. Amen. But you're never going to do it saying you're a bad mom. See? We got Father's Day coming up next week. I hated Father's Day even after I got born again, because they were going to chew me out for being the worst father in the world again on Father's Day. You fathers, you just can't do nothing right. You ought to be home more. You ought to be doing this. You ought to be doing that. Leave me alone, for God's sakes. You know, I want to go away on Father's Day. We shouldn't be tearing anybody down. We should be building people up. Because God never tore anybody down. God always builds you up. He never says anything negative about you or down and out about you. It's always up. And you're not going to correct somebody by reassuring the wrong identity to them. Right. Right. Well, my mom and dad always told me I'm worthless. And the preacher gets up and jumps right on board. You're worthless. Well, now you've got three people you got to fight. No, we don't do that, praise God. We're building each other up. Building each other up. Look at the verse before that. We'll talk about the love of God. Look at verse uh, 16. A prayer that he would grant unto you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. That you being rooted and grounded in his love. Somebody mentioned something about the love of God this morning. That is a key to walking in revival. If you don't believe God likes you, you never walk in revival. Praise God. Verse 18, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. I mean, that'd be a good place to live. I'm filled with all the fullness. What fullness of God? His divine nature, his attributes, everything that he is. And I can do that because it's already on the inside of me, but I'm trying to get what's in me to come out of me. So everybody that you run into has potential on the inside of them. It's in there. Our job and my job, even when I'm not in church preaching, is to try to bring out whatever potentials in there out of them. Not look at their faults, not look how bad they're doing, not look how terrible they're doing. That doesn't help anybody because on the inside of them, there is a treasure. And I want to help unlock that treasure on the inside of them so they will help advance the kingdom of God, which is what we're put here to do to begin with. So the more people I can get on board advancing the kingdom with their attributes and their gifts on the inside by the anointing of God on the inside of them, the more people we're going to be able to touch and the more people we're going to be able to get to. And when we get to enough of them, the Bible says that Jesus is going to come back. Hallelujah. But how many know people are telling me all the time he's coming back right now? I don't believe it. Not until I see more of the kingdom of God and understanding of it going around throughout the whole world and people getting it because that's what Jesus said. And then he'll come back, praise God. So we're all growing. We're all, don't take bad reports. And if some of you are stuck right now with what somebody told you years ago or your parents told you years ago or, or a friend told you years ago, you need to get rid of that stuff, man. That was of the devil. That was demonic, praise God. They might have not known they were calling you stupid or they were calling you an idiot or they were calling you worthless or they were calling you any of those things. They didn't know it was going to hurt you, but it shouldn't be in there, praise God. You're a winner. Everybody in this place is a winner. Everybody in here is a conqueror. Everybody in here has power on the inside of them. And that's what we want to bring out of the inside of you, praise God. Don't take it to the cemetery. Cemeteries are full of books, full of teachings, full of preachings, full of mighty ministries, but they're all buried in the dirt now because it's not going to work anymore, praise God. But we've still got time. How many of you know that? Some of you got a lot of time. of time. Some of us got a little less time. Some of us got a little less time. Some of us got a little less time. But we've all got time, praise God. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you this morning for your word. Holy Spirit, I just ask you right now to bring to remembrance for every single person here a word that was spoken over them that was demonic, a word over them that did not belong there. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we just bind that thought and that that imagination in the name of Jesus. We break it off and we cast it down and take it out of their lives right now in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, I thank you for arising in them that the nature of God and the word of God and every good thing that God has told them through the word of God, it would rise on the inside of them and get into their minds and into their meditations that they would see themselves as victor in this time and we thank you for what you're doing in our lives in this church and all the way around the world with your revival and we give you the praise and glory for it in Jesus name and everybody said amen Amen. all right we will see you Wednesday night 7 30.